Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Wow, what a week in our nation. I don't even remember such unrest ever growing up. But you know what? It's more than okay because we may not know who's leading our country in the future, but we do know who is leading our lives. We know that Jesus Christ is still on the throne. You know, in the middle of unrest, a pandemic, the craziness that is going on around us, I still have some great news for you. You know, when we put our faith in God, we can find peace and stillness in the storm. And today you get the best treat ever. I have my husband, Pastor Carlos Rivera is with us on Faith Fuel. And I'm just going to call you sweetie, honey, but it is so great to have you today. Oh, baby, it's so good to be with you this morning. It's always a pleasure to wake up with you every day. And of course, to be on your podcast is truly a blessing this morning. Okay, that might have gotten just a little personal, but you know what? It's okay. Like, I think it's okay to brag that we have been married 25 years. And I think that the reason our marriage has been not without its challenges, but it's been great is because we have Christ in the center. There's no doubt that uh, that marriage uh, is is a is a commitment and a relationship with three people, not just two. It's you and yourself, and of course God at the center. And when you put the Lord at the center of your marriage, you put the Lord at the center of your life. Then even though there are challenges, we know that we can walk in victory. We can stay connected to each other and committed to our relationships. So let me just tell you, he's not just my husband. He's an amazing preacher, and I'm really not just saying that because he is my husband, or he's sitting right in front of me. Carlos, your testimony is just amazing. You were brought up and born and raised in the middle of the inner city of Chicago, and it was crazy. It's kind of like that still today, but very drug-infested, gang-dominated streets right there at Humboldt Park, Um, and it was very challenging for you at 12 You actually started dealing and using drugs, and at 17, you're looking for this way out, and we call her Mama Rosa. Your mom signs a paper so that you can go off to the Navy, only to find out that, in fact, the drug issue in the military, when you went, it was was tough. It was actually worse in some ways in your neighborhood, and so you start again with the drugs and the party life, and, you know, but then you leave the military, you enroll in a school, And after all of that, you actually graduated top of your class in computer technology. This story just never gets old. I love it. Your successful computer career ends up leading you to work for a Fortune 500 company at a young age, IBM, Bell Atlantic, and Pitney Bowes. Um, Drugs and alcohol then actually takes over in corporate America. And you guys have to understand, my dad and mom and our family have always reached people in addiction. So I thought for sure I would never marry somebody who came out of that lifestyle. Well, thank God he was very much saved by the time I got a hold of him. Okay, so you got to tell them, how did you end up connecting with our church? Because it all started with your mom. She gets a hold of my dad's book, Son of Evil Street. 
Yeah, she sure did. She actually read it while she was in Chicago. So she came to visit me on a weekend, and uh, she brought the book with her and said, hey, there's this pastor here in Richmond. And, uh, I've, of course, I was definitely not a churchgoer. I mean, I always say that my church was the clubs, going to the bars and hanging out, and that was kind of my church. But they were here to visit me, her and, and of course, my uh, sister and my brother-in-law. So I went with them to church. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was an experience uh, growing up as a Catholic and walking into this church where people are lifting their hands and, and very intense in the worship. I thought for sure, listen, if they start passing around Kool-Aid, I ain't drinking any of it. But I saw something real. I, I couldn't even explain it when I left. And I continued to come back uh, Sunday after Sunday. And finally, after the third Sunday, I gave my life to Christ and everything changed. The only seats available were the ones where back then we had a choir and they ended up sitting him in those seats. And can you believe it? He's been a part of the worship team for over 25 years. And um, now really cool. Our daughter graduated Liberty University and now Alana, she leads the worship in our church and we're super excited. In fact, our son Gabriel graduated Bible college and now he's going to be pastoring and ministering down in Florida. But look, after you gave your life to the Lord, you began to serve in church. And eventually, you, you went to Bible college, you know, through our ministry. And God really touched and changed your life. And you've been pastoring for so many years. In fact, we have a global ministry that's in Africa, Peru, Brazil, Dominican Republic. And you've traveled to all of these nations. But what I love is every day, every day, people get to tune in to a show that God has put on your heart, and it was actually birthed at the beginning of the pandemic. It's called Walking in the Spirit. Every morning, you're leading people into prayer. Yeah, it's, it's such a blessing, Rosa. You know, when I, when I first started, I, I did it because we weren't able to meet anymore with people during the pandemic part, especially the early part of it. And I just felt like I needed to do something to stay connected to our congregation, uh, to stay connected to people and to continue to minister to them because so many people were hurting and, and broken and really confused and not sure what to do. So I started doing this first as a conference call and then eventually went on Facebook Live. And then now I do them simultaneously. So I'm doing Facebook Live and the conference call every single morning at 7 a.m. Thousands of people are being touched. You know, just the other day, I talked to a gentleman who had gotten a major surgery, had not been able to be in church, and he said he was tuning into your broadcast every morning and that he just felt the Spirit of God touch his heart and change his life. Today, there's a lot of unrest going on in our nation. And I just want to ask you about just the condition of the heart. I want to talk about that for a minute. The condition of the heart is definitely something that we all need to consider. I mean, because I asked the question even this morning, like, what's in your heart? See, because what's in your heart usually comes out of your mouth. You know, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So a lot of the words that you're hearing today on the media and everywhere else, listen, that shows you the condition of the heart of man. But, you know, David in Psalms 119 verse 11 said this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see, sin will keep you from the word of God, but at the same time, God's word will keep you from sin. 
So the key to keeping our hearts in the right condition is making sure, making that decision to read daily the Word of God, make it a normal part of our lives because as we're reading His Word, as it, as it begins to consume our life, our thoughts, and our hearts, then listen, not only do we talk like God, but we talk for God. We use his words, amen, and declare those over our circumstances, and we see how God not only changes our hearts with his word, but he also changes people around us. You know what, Carlos? We wake up in the morning, we're in the word. You know, even our children going to school, remember we, we were teaching them Bible mm, verses right. every single week, right. and we would put them on the wall, we would act them out, we would help them memorize the word of God. All of our kids, you know, they were very involved in sports, very involved in so many things. But we knew that if the Word of God wasn't their foundation, they would be lost as they got into their adult life. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I always tell people, you can tell where people's hearts are by where they're going, you know, by what they say, uh, by their actions and how they handle the life around them. Because I believe that wherever your heart goes, your life will follow. So we need to make sure that our heart is right and God's word is the answer. So many people are feeling angry at this time. How can we deal with our feelings during this season? You know, anger is, can be a very destructive force in people's lives, a destructive emotion. However, I believe that if you can bring that anger under the Holy Spirit, if you can uh, uh, begin to pray against that anger, and not just pray against it, but use it. Because I believe that anger is just an emotion that needs instruction. Because I believe that one of the keys for me getting past where my life was when I came to Christ is I just got angry at what the devil stole from me. I got angry at the fact that I made bad decisions when I was growing up because I wasn't in the right mindset. I was on drugs. I did. I made so many bad choices along my life. And I just, when I came to Christ, I just got angry at what I lost. And that's really the, the passion that fuels us even now as we reach out to these young men and women at New Life for Youth that are addicted and broken. You know, that anger fuels me. And I believe that we can take this anger, this energy, and focus it. And listen, the real enemy is not people around us, not because sometimes we tend to vent our anger on people that we love, people that we care about. Listen, the ultimate, the ultimate focus for our anger should be the devil. It should be the kingdom of darkness that is, that is coming upon this earth. We need to focus it and begin to unleash God's power and God's presence and even use our anger to fuel us because anger is simply passion needing an instruction. So if we give our anger the right instructions, it can accomplish great things. Passion that needs our instruction. That is so good. You know, what I don't want people to do that are listening, though, is allow emotions to overwhelm them, make you um, just feel sad and depressed. And if we're not careful, we can let it just take over in our daily lives, Carlos. I mean, we see that at church. We see that with people. Absolutely. And you know, I believe that the key to that is prayer, you know, and, and not only prayer, but a lot of times anger can be caused by certain areas in our lives that have not been dealt with, you know, hurts when we were growing up or maybe a, a situation where there's sin in our lives. And it's very difficult to keep our, ourselves uh, in the right mindset when we're walking in sin. 
And, you know, I believe that God is, is really confronting it today. I believe that all of us as believers need to start confronting what's happened in our past to get healed from it, right? So, so that we can uh, pray against it and just and walk in the freedom that God really yeah, has for us. Yeah, we can move forward. You know, we don't have to stay in that pain. What God took, you know, God took you out of such hurt and destruction, you know, even brokenness in your home, but that didn't define who you are. I think there's a certain point um, where we say joy comes in the morning. I've been set free. I am renewed. Second Corinthians five seventeen is, is a staple in our ministry. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. You know, we don't have to stay in our past. That's right. Our past is something that we look back to, uh, but it should be something that actually encourages us because even though we're not where we're supposed to be yet, thank God we're not where we used to be. I love that. You know, and I always look back, Rosa, because I don't ever want to forget where I came from. I don't want to forget the pain and the suffering I went through in my life. But And I don't use it to, to it doesn't hold me down. It doesn't define me. It you. doesn't define me. It doesn't weigh me down. You can tell you've been healed from your past when you can look at your past but there's no longer pain attached to it. Right, you can celebrate and you go, you know, it's like a scar, you know, it's there, but it doesn't hurt every day. And that's the power that we find in Jesus. And I want to tell you right now, we are so excited because this weekend in Richmond, Virginia, we are celebrating, we're having a revival. I talked about this before. There's a book my dad wrote for such a time as this. It's called Spirit Revolution. That's the name of our revival. But what do you think it takes, Carlos, for us to experience a revival, you know, in our hearts and also in this nation? Well, you know, I, I believe when we talk about revival, we're not just talking about a few days that are set apart just to have a good time. We're talking a Holy Spirit outpouring, a real revival where hearts are transformed, not just temporarily, not just motivated, but actually transformed, a permanent transformation that occurs. And I believe that there's a couple of keys. One, of course, is prayer. I mean, we have to pray and cry out to God. But I believe this is one that, that we really need to, to embrace, and that's to confess and forsake any known sin. Mm. You know, so many times, even as Christians, the Bible says, be careful. Peter says, be careful that you don't get entangled in the sin that you came from or, or things that the devil might be throwing your way. You know, in Psalm 66, 18, it says this, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So my goodness, when I read that scripture, it just jumped off the pages because people are praying Right and asking God to do things, but according to the scripture, if we have known sin, if we're walking in willful sin in areas of our lives, it says that, that God cannot hear us. That sin blocks our connection to God. You know what? People think so many times that sin is these big, obvious, well, you know, I don't drink, I'm not sleeping with anybody, I'm being faithful, I'm, but you know what? You're blowing up somebody's social media, you're being, I'm just going to call it what it is, you're being a real jerk online, or you're just like letting whatever's going on in your life just be posted all over social media. And Carlos, sometimes I wonder, like, are they kidding? You're going to go and pray for God to do something in your life, but then you're writing craziness all over the place, you know, doesn't matter which way that you leaned in this um, election, 
you know, we're not called to destroy our brother and sister when they post something. We're just called to share the truth in love. But you know what? You're right. We can't act like that at home on our social media in private and then think that God is just going to answer our most, you know, intimate and most desirable needs. Probably one of the biggest issues we have to deal with is guilt. If you're a Christian and you're not living right before the Lord, then there's this guilt that's that's affecting your life. It's a it's affecting your your relationship with God. It, it affects your relationship with other people around you as well. And you have to remember that guilt is a thief. It steals that from you. And you need to understand that if you permit sin in your life, you become uncomfortable in the presence of God. Because if you're coming before the Lord to pray or you go to church or people start talking about God, see, that conviction stirs up inside of you because you know that you're not doing right in that area. That's why sometimes people say, you know, well, I don't want to go to church. I don't feel comfortable. You know, what do you say to somebody that says that? Well, most of the time when we don't feel comfortable in church, there's something happening on the inside that's blocking us from fully entering into God's presence. And we need to under and we need to ask God, you know, David said, search my heart, oh God, mm. and see what's in there. There there may be some kind there may be unforgiveness. Yeah. I'll tell you what, nothing holds us back more than not forgiving others because God says, if you forgive others, then I'll forgive you. In other words, he says, you need to understand that my forgiveness is tied to your forgiveness. So that can hold us back as well, unforgiveness. But we need to know that if we're walking in sin, then we need to seek the mercy of God. Yeah, we don't want to stay away from church. You know, that's the enemy just messing with your mind. If you're listening to this podcast today and maybe you say, you know, I believe in the Lord, I'm listening online, I'm getting my word, but I really don't want to go into church because maybe I've been hurt or maybe I'm going through something and I, I just feel like I've done something wrong or I've pulled away from the presence of God. I want to tell you today that that is a lies of the enemy and God <clears throat> wants you to be forgiven so you can be free. I want to do something right now. I want to pray for everybody that is listening. Actually, Carlos, I want you to do that. This is a set-apart time where I believe the Holy Spirit is going to move in such a way. But pray for the listener, maybe, that is just has some of that conviction in their heart. They've been carrying some hurts, carrying some sins, and they want to experience the true freedom that we can find in Jesus Christ. Uh, Rosa, the heaviest burden to carry in life is unconfessed sin unconfessed burdens, unconfessed hurts. If we don't let those things out, it's, it becomes such a heavy burden. So I want to pray for you right now. All of you that are listening to this podcast, listen, all of us have situations that probably need to be confessed before the Lord. I always say that we're, we're only as free as we are honest. And when we're honest with the Lord, then we can walk in that freedom. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you this morning. Lord, you're such a good God, such a wonderful God. And we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy in our lives. We thank you that we can wake up and worship you and praise you, Lord God, and give you the glory and the honor that you are due. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast. Father God, you know the needs of your people. You know the condition of their hearts. 
Uh, you know their shortfalls and their shortcomings, oh God. Uh, you know even the sin that we hold on to, oh God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that even now we can confess it before you, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, that you are a true and just God to forgive and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We know that your mercy is renewed every morning, oh God. So we can come to a God who's merciful and loving and caring, Father. So we know that in Jesus' name, you said that you will in no way cast anyone away. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, touch the hearts of all those listening to this podcast. Lord God, that you would release that burden from their hearts, Lord God. Heal them, Lord God, even now. We know it's by your stripes that we were healed. That's your promise, Father. So we just thank you for your healing power right now. Thank you that we can walk in freedom and thank you that we can experience real revival, Lord God. Uh, that life-changing, life-giving power of Jesus Christ will flow through us right now. And Father, we thank you for the victory. We praise you for it and we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I am fired up. I cannot wait. Look, check us out at our church's newlife1.org. You can follow along on Facebook. We're going to have this revival live. Hey, honey, I am so glad that you are in here with me today on this podcast. Hey, sweetheart. Thank you so much for having me. Make sure you guys tune in, Walking in the Spirit with Pastor Carlos Rivera. You have an amazing YouTube channel. Guys, there is some great preaching on there. You can just go to carlosm.rivera. You can find him right on YouTube or just go to our church website. He's one of the pastors there at newlife1.org. Always remember, when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.